Jacob Agai lives in one of those incredibly tall skyscrapers off Central Park. He's a property developer, a successful one. He's on the 68th floor. I read online that until recently, P. Diddy was living two floors below him. My ears pop on the ride up. Jacob's on his way in the door too. That means taking off his prosthetic. Normally, Jacob's a big host, but since he lost his leg after getting severe burns in 2020, he's been vigilant about his health. Still, he made sure his aide got me the best chocolate babka before we spoke. So I just wanted to get another one in cinnamon, not knowing which one you like. But he called me that they only had chocolate. So I said, okay, okay, get chocolate. So that's it. Jacob loves the babka from this bakery, but this is the first time he's actually had some himself in years. I've been going there for five, six years, and I buy these many times. And this is the first time that it's here in the house because of you. Every time I give it to somebody. I'm Sunny Bean, and this is Onomatopoeia, a podcast about the people and places of New York City. On this episode, a man with a will who finds a way. One thing I've learned about Jacob is he loves to give gifts, big gifts. And if he wants to give you one, he will find a way. He has a giant of a heart. He tries to help everybody. And yes, he gets us to mischief. That's his sister, Hetty. There was no doubt Jacob would fly the 5,000 miles to her son's bar mitzvah with a big stack of goodies. That's classic Jacob. But she didn't know the gift her son was expecting. Unknown to me, he was campaigning with his uncle to get him. That's all he wants for his bar mitzvah is a Playboy magazine. And mom won't get it for him. So there we are in the backyard the day after the bar mitzvah, and we're having a big barbecue for the family and friends from out of town. And Jacob comes in, and he gives him an envelope, and he says... Here's your bar mitzvah present. And he goes, oh my God, look what Uncle Jake got me. And he picks it up and it's a Playboy magazine. And I'm dying. And I'm like, oh. I said, how could you? I told you no. He'd found the loophole. Oh my God. So he opens it up. And he starts going through the pages. And he goes, what's going on? I said, what's wrong? Jacob had hired an artist to paint clothing on every naked woman in the magazine. Whether it was a gown or bathing suit, whatever, every photo in the magazine is one of a kind and my son owns it. Today, Jacob and I sit down at a long wooden table with stacks of papers pushed to the side. His place is elegant, simple, except the floor-to-ceiling windows giving a 360 view of all of New York. Jacob believes in the power of the mind that we can will things. If we have the right mindset and we believe in it, our unconscious will take it from there. He's done it before. Jacob was born in Israel in 1944, before it was a state. He had severe asthma. As a teenager, he was big and strong. Yet, they used to literally carry me off the field to get my medication, and it really bothered me. What bothered him most was being dependent on the medication. And I realized without it, I cannot really exist. I said I have to fight it off. Jacob's a big person, and he hates to feel small. He remembers the nurse. And I couldn't take it. Here I am. It's almost the prime of my life, and she's looking with me with sorrow. And his asthma was getting worse. That one day passed without me having one, two, or three attacks. It was turning his chest black and blue. So he said to himself, 
The day he arrives in America, asthma will leave him. And it did. He never had an asthma attack again. Jacob had the same attitude with his amputation this year. I got burned very bad with my leg. When he tells people who don't know already, he tells them. I told him, I tell you, I'll tell you something, what's happening. But in no way do I want to hear that you're feeling sorry for me, then I'll tell you. At first, he tried to use the power of his mind again to save his leg. There was a prominent surgeon in charge of the division that told Jacob they had to think about amputation. I explained to him my life. I explained to him two times where I will think certain things and they happen. I said, give me a chance. Don't amputate me right away. Let's see if my body will heal. The surgeon came back to tell Jacob he had touched him. But in the end, the doctor determined, dead is dead. So instead, Jacob decided the first thing he would do when he could walk again was dance the tango. He told his ex-wife, still a close friend. So she said, Jacob, that was your favorite dance. You danced the tango. And I said, yeah, now at this stage in my life, I want to learn the Argentinian style, which is the most sexy one. <laughs> Sometimes Jacob's ability to go for the sexy side of life means a willful blindness to that which makes him feel small. He hasn't been interested in getting involved in the amputee community. My son has been fighting me very hard to join the amputee coalition. It's a huge coalition, and I don't. I said I would not feel comfortable to be in the presence of many people who are amputees. I don't. I, in a way, I almost to the point that I denied the fact that I'm an amputee. I, as soon as I will be in better position to walk, and that's all. I don't like to see other people suffering. That does not help me. It doesn't mean I'm, I don't empathize with people or would not help with people. But part of Jacob's strength is his ability to accept complexity and look at hard truths. He spent years in all kinds of therapy, and he's reached a point where he has no issue that anybody knows the good and the bad. What's important to him is that he can handle it. I don't want to be dependent on anything and anybody. My whole purpose for me in my career was that I would not be dependent on people when I get older. And to me, money, what it serves is to give me freedom for me. When I returned a second time to see Jacob, he motioned me towards a big brown bag by the door. It had a big Shabbat challah, five olive breadsticks, barecas, an almond croissant, an almond chocolate croissant, a regular croissant, a cinnamon roll, and a chocolate babka. Turns out they don't make cinnamon again until January. This episode of Onomatopoeia was created by me, Sunny Bean. Onomatopoeia is a production of the Columbia Graduate School of Journalism. Joanne Farian is our executive producer and professor. Original theme music by Lee Feldman. Our graphic was created by Sunny Bean. Special thanks to Columbia Digital Librarian Michelle Wilson.